Welcome to Shift with CJ. I'm your host CJ and together we will explore the areas of health, human performance, biohacking, psychology and much more that will inspire you to become the best version of yourself. Are you present in the now or are you swinging between the past and the future? If you're average, then there are chances that you think about the future where you might think about paying your bills, chasing deadlines or planning a bigger army. Look at future in a very different thought process. Some people think about the future of humanity. Some people think about the future of technology. And some people think about the future of health and wellness. But if you cut that list short, there are very few people in the world who like to put on their futurist hat in finding ways to improve humanity by integration of technology. And today, ladies and gentlemen, I have one such person on the show for you. My guest on the show today is a digital transformist. He is an optimal human performance specialist, a best-selling author, and a biohacker. Timo Reina, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you very much. It's a, it's a pleasure always. It's a pleasure to have you on the show today. Now, I've seen you give multiple talks, like you were an international speaker, you've gone to so many different countries, giving all these presentations and speeches on biohacking and health and digital transformation. And when I first got introduced to your work, I saw this guy coming onto a stage, which sort of looked like a Hollywood movie setup, because you were wearing glasses that was shining blue light into your eyes. You were wearing probably a device, correct me if I'm wrong, it was like an internasal red or infrared light, um, which delivers that spectrum right into your brain. I think I might have seen you with some PEMF on your head. And that's not typically a kind of person that we see in our everyday life. But I must tell you, every time you go on stage, you pull that look off very well. But today you aren't looking like that. So is it only for stages or do you use all those things just like normally when you're walking on the street? Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm still wearing some some cool things like these glasses that I have on my face. They are uh, filtering out a little bit of the a uh, little bit of the blue light that's coming from my studio lights here. So so you have to be kind of like optimizing the environment um, you're in with these technologies. But of course, I mean, I'm a professional speaker, so. Uh, I, I've noticed over the years that people remember, like, um, they don't necessarily remember everything that you said, um, but they remember how you looked and they also remember, um, like, how you touched them, like, what emotions you, you brought up in them. And uh, I often want to show practical things on stage, what biohacking, for example, is. And uh, that's why, that's why I have all this funky gear on me mm-hmm. and uh, I mean it's uh, it's part of the show but I'm actually using all of these things on my free time as well uh, that's that's great because definitely I can tell you like when you talk about the emotional aspect yes that does touch people but the first thing that everyone remembers is the way you look the way you present yourself and that's why they say right first impression it's probably the last impression and a lot of it is when people look at someone, they're already having this thoughts in their head that, oh, this is for this and this is for that. And even if you're not a biohacker, you'd just be super curious. Now, how did you get into biohacking? What's your what's your background? Yeah, I mean, I, I've been a 
serial technology entrepreneur when I was uh, since I, since I, when I was 16. I'm I'm 39 now. I actually turned 39 last Friday, and um, yeah, it's 40 next year. And people often comment me that hey, you look uh, pretty young uh, for your age. And if you had you know seen me 10 years ago, I actually looked older than I look right now. And all that entrepreneurial life, running a business, running a company, had uh, weird me down, to, to be frank. And um, like it, it was all about pushing the boundaries. You know, I was raising venture capital. I, I raised uh, 1.5 million for one startup, and I, I thought I was, you know, living my dream. I was working late in the morning. You know, 16 hours uh, per day sometimes. Uh, I don't think I can beat Elon Musk on that, but I'm still like really like working, putting the hours in. And I guess once you turn, you know, 30 years old, that's when you're you start to see the accelerating aspects of aging. When you're young, you kind of get away with so much. But uh, when I turned 30, I got some stress-related illness uh, that took my energy away and and gave me constant chronic pain for for almost a year and the medication that i got it just masked the the pain but it didn't take um the the lack of energy away and um, so this kind of chronic fatigue and where your body and mind and everything is kind of in a pretty dark place um you know i i was relying just like most people on external factors external uh input from doctors and specialists and i continued my lifestyle but when I noticed that, you know, um, that band-aid is not working, I started looking into the mirror and I, I asked myself, like, you know, do I really want to, you know, keep on going like this? I, I should probably change one or two things. So I was looking myself in the mirror and uh, I decided to do what I'm uh, actually pretty good at from young age. I started with computers. I learned programming when I was 13. And, uh, you know, I started my company when I was 16. I was teaching in a, um, in a high school and later in a university when I was 18. And uh, uh, I was always good at understanding complex systems, um, that being computer systems or, let's say, you know, how human learning works. Um, organizations, I later on became a management consultant. Um, I was very early on looking at the network aspect of how companies get things done. And I was very early on on social media and social technology technologies. And I, I just, you know, decided to do what I'm good at, which is systems thinking. I started looking at my body as a system that can be understood. So because I didn't have information of this black box, um, what's going on, you know, which is my body. In our lives, we have so much information about our business. You know, you have all these key performance indicators and all that. But I didn't have that information of my body. So I, I just, you know, started looking at how can I make this visible. So I took a bunch of blood uh, blood tests and lab tests. I, I did even some of the early genetic tests. I, I got into wearables, um, tracking. At that time, in 20, uh, uh, 2012, 2011, these technologies and so-called quantified self and self-measurements were not easily available. So I, I had to like dig into it, but I, I was really intrigued about the idea of self-knowledge through numbers. 
um, how you can gain understanding of yourself through numbers. And um, I, I just went on a crusade to figure out, you know, what's going on. And eventually uh, I got to the root problem, which was inflammation, uh, which was, you know, chronic stress and imbalance in the system. And I designed a dietary intervention and lifestyle interventions to bring the system back to balance. And it took me three months, um, like um, rigorous, like uncompromising approach to um, the, the research that I've read and implementing that in my life, that I started seeing results. The pain went away, the energy came back. And what happened, my allergies also went away. A lot of like chronic things that I had all my life, I thought was kind of normal just went away now it's springtime here in the northern part usually i got like pollen allergies and all that i have nothing right now so i'm, I'm good and uh, so so I, I switched you know some genetic switches in the process and I, I felt healthier and more energetic than before uh becoming sick and and that became a lifestyle i started sharing you know um what i did um and there was a term for it which is biohacking and I met a doctor and a nutrition specialist, some of my friends who helped me along the way, and we decided to write a book. It's right here. This is the Biohacker's Handbook. It's kind of the missing manual of the human body. And, and this is a description of many of the things that I did, like fundamental understanding of what's going on in the human body. It has like 1,500 references and hundreds of illustrations, over 500 pages. And um, I, I just want to share um, what I did so that other people didn't have to do the same mistakes. And I learned over the years that um, uh, teaching is one of the most effective ways to learn. Listening to a lecture, reading a book, that's cool. But once you implement it in your life and once you start sharing and teaching others how to do it, that's when you really understand what's going on. And um, so what was originally designed to be a protocol through which I want to just get myself back to balance actually became um, a lifestyle and a job. Uh, so I've, I've been writing several books over the years. This is one of them um, and organizing a conference called Biohacker Summit, which is where we met in Helsinki, Finland, which we've done now 10 times. And uh, yeah, it's 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 growing movement, and in the last ten years, it just you know this kind of uh, self-driven experiments, biohacking, it has just grown as a trend, and and there's so much going on in that space right now, and I'm very happy to ride that wave, just like I ride the wave of social technology, social media. Early on, uh, I, I think this is this disruption in healthcare. Uh, is just about to start, uh, which is the move from um, mass solutions uh, or one size fits all to customizing uh, health and wellness interventions to single individuals. And what worked for me might not work for you. You have to figure it out yourself. And the data that you can derive from your body is, is a central piece. So that's that's kind of how I got into it. I kind of like it carried me away and um, we founded Biker Center to publish the book originally. And now it's become a big business uh, on its own as well. 
Uh, so we have an online store uh, for biking related tools and technologies and supplements. We have the conference and we have several books that we are publishing every year. Yeah, I have one of, uh, I have your book relying in my book cabinet over there. And yeah, huge book. It's very difficult to travel with, I must say. So you have to read it in your house because it's big and chock full of information, really great stuff. And I know that you guys keep on um, upgrading it with like new information, like you've had on how to optimize ketogenic diet. And then you have the upgraded workplace and you have so many things that you keep on adding to this list, which I'm really happy about because you keep on giving people the opportunity to learn once they're connected with you. And this biohacker center, the first time that I heard about it, I was very intrigued. Is this where you are right now? Uh, I'm, I'm at my home right now. Is it a physical space? Yeah, okay. this, this is my home, but it's it's turning into a studio. Uh, so, so it's kind of a place where uh, which I'm building kind of into a prototype of an optimized environment. Uh, so starting from bedroom to kitchen to, um, you know, the ergonomics and the working desk and uh, and my sauna and spa and cold baths and all that. And I'm, I'm planning to film that on our YouTube channel at Biker Summit soon, soon uh, as, a, as a series. Uh, Biker Center, uh, the headquarters is in Helsinki, Finland, where my uh, most of my colleagues work. Uh, and uh, that's also a pretty cool team park, and, you know, of biohacking tools and technologies. So how does a day in the life of an employee or colleague, workers, who are actually at the headquarters, is different from a regular office person? Now you mentioned some biohacks. Do you want to take us through some of the biohacking things that you have in your office? Maybe I know that you guys have had a supplement closet and what else are you doing? to optimize that workflow environment? Yeah, I mean, uh, well, where I'm where I'm sitting right now, this is, of course, a standing desk uh, that I that I use. And uh, I, I have uh, air purification device uh, right next to me and uh, air humidifier. Uh, it's it's not that humid here in the northern hemisphere. So it's uh, it's good to increase humidity if needed. Uh, the temperature is controlled, so I, I can bring that low enough. Um, although that's not a problem in winter time for sure. And uh, yeah, I've, I've got some you know some cool devices here, like for example, this one uh, is a red light uh, device that I'm using uh, to you know help with some neck pain or whatever stiffness that I might have from sitting in front of a computer for a long long period of time. It's called Flexbeam. And uh, I got some sensors here that are also measuring air quality, how long I sit in front of this computer. Um, I got, uh, yeah, this device here is my timekeeping device so depending on which side i place it on the table it starts to track 
how much I spend on a specific activity and every phase of this cube is basically a specific activity like working on presentation, doing a podcast with you, for example, mm -hmm. etc. So it, it tracks time. I got different type of glasses, so these these yellow ones are for day day computer use, and I got these ones which are my Bono glasses. So if I want to be a, want to be a cool rock star, I use these. So so these are blocking all blue light um, pretty effectively. And uh, I got some plants around here, and. Uh, uh, some exercise equipment, some resistance bands that I'm using. Um, when I have a break, I have a pull-up bar right next to me. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sipping some really nice optimized beverage, coffee with some, uh, right now with some focus and immune system supporting uh, supplements in it. Got some tinctures here. so. This is a specific medicine mushroom that's really good for uh, for the nervous system and for increasing stamina. What is that? Is it reishi, cordyceps? This is cordyceps. Cordyceps, okay. Yeah, some northern part, uh, locally grown cordyceps. And um, yeah, so when we when you go to our office it's pretty much the same like every desk is like that as well as we have vibration plates we have an infrared sauna in there if you want to take an infrared sauna in the middle of the day you can and mm -hmm. uh yeah we we got like um uh, big panels of red light i also got here a spike map and red light device i sometimes use it with a ultrasonic sound stimulating device that I put on my chest to relax myself so if I want to have like a quick recharge for 20 minutes I take a meditation on the red light on a spike mat with with this device and some binaural beats with some noise cancelling headphones maybe that's when I might use some reishi also uh, for for cooling down the nervous system a little bit maybe some lavender um, some essential oil uh, diffusing around so yeah I mean it's a, it's a pretty fun thing, you know. When you were a kid, you wanted to play, you know, out there. Mm -hmm. Like hacking is a is an adult approach to just having fun. Getting new toys. Yeah, it's 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 very much uh, <laughs> driven by toys mm -hmm. and tools and technologies and wearables, like the aura ring or some kind mm -hmm. of some kind of wristband or chest strap or whatever, like. Um, I think that's one of the reasons why this type of wellness and health approach is catering to the interests of men. Like women have always been interested in health and well-being and I've, I've noticed that for them the motivation in biohacking is to feel good, look good uh, from the inside and outside, live long. Uh, for men it's different, it's better, faster, stronger, cool toys, you know, stuff to play around with. Um, so. It's 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 definitely one of the healthiest ways to have an addiction to the tools and technologies. Like compared to let's say playing computer games all day long, you could play around with yourself as an avatar in your life and optimize that instead of some some virtual character on your screen. So it's it's very much connected. I mean, you you can get data just like you can get in a game of yourself. 
and uh, you see the progress you see when you're leveling up uh, when you're getting results i just got some boxes here for doing some uh, uh testing on myself for longevity i got glycanate over there box that i'm gonna do soon which is looking at uh glycation in the body and uh, and, and deriving understanding of, of your aging biomarkers uh so yeah it's um it's a cool thing and it's part of um the change in healthcare which is moving from reactive healthcare where, where we diagnose an existing disease uh we look for symptoms we treat in hindsight what happened we are moving from that to more predictive or preventive healthcare where we are uh, detecting potential issues already long before they manifest and you're taking action long before it's too late and that's much cheaper i mean if you invest today in a couple of tools and technologies and lab tests and you get yourself back to balance you save a lot of money down the road you save a lot of time and misery and pain and pain. suffering so i think it's it's uh definitely one of the best investments you can do and i think healthcare in that way i mean if you think of it um, many countries have health insurance in finland we have public health care i think if we had this type of data and people were taking care of themselves that could pay dividends to you like instead of you know paying through your taxes or insurance uh or potential issues down the road um you i mean you would do that still but you would get a return of investment uh in yourself so let's say if you are completely healthy for 10 years 20 years 30 years uh, never sick never never getting into any chronic uh illness like diabetes or cardiovascular disease or whatever i think the government should pay you because you are not a liability you are actually um providing results and you are more likely to stay longer in work life and and get things done for the society at large instead of just sitting indoors watching television drinking yourself you know uh, <laughs> to whatever you know hangover and and, uh, and and eating all kinds of crap food while watching commercials like i mean that's the misery of um so many people and uh, it, it we are all paying for it in different ways and uh, not the least employ employers like in terms of sick leaves but you know down the road like i mean we just have to take care of all those crippled people so i think if you take responsibility of yourself you invest in yourself you're investing in society as well um and and you should be rewarded for it um but in the end, the most rewarding aspect is is that you feel better, you get things done, you have more motivation, better energy levels, and uh, you enjoy life more. And I think that's you know why it's all worth it. I think you're absolutely correct. One of the most important parts of that people miss these days is that last part you talked about, which is enjoying life, because people are used to pushing through the pain the scenario that you described a person watching tv having a beer drinking themselves till the next morning is a reality in millions and millions of people's world and 
Oh yeah. The sad part is that everyone's accepted it as if it was normal because they don't know any better or like you, their friends, families, relatives, or you know, girlfriend, boyfriend are doing the same thing. Yeah, so, and many people learn the hard way. You know, it's like you don't do changes until it's too late in a way, and that's that's sad. I mean, I had to do it also. Like, I, I just pushed myself to the boundary, and and when I got like some uh, chronic illness that I I just can't you know mask or just you know hide or or whatever with with medication, I just had to you know do the work myself. And I hope that more people wake up earlier and they prevent these kind of things happening. But unfortunately, as humans. We're human, you know, we enjoy ourselves and, you know, we, we just push the boundary until we see there is a boundary and it, it it's, it's with, with work, um, that's cool. Like, I mean, we cherish all these entrepreneurs who put all the hours in, but there's so many people like, you know, who are not making it, who are, uh, have get chronic, uh, health issues. I, I know so many entrepreneurs. We, we cherish, you know, Elon Musk's and whatever. But there is, for every Elon Musk, there are hundreds or thousands of people who have like uh, multiple chronic health issues, depression, uh, uh, arrhythmias, um, you know, all, all kinds of like nervous system problems, sleeping problems. Uh, and we don't talk about those as much, the failures that come from that, like, uh, statistics statistically like 80% of uh, hardcore heavy entrepreneurs are more likely to get you know uh, chronic health issues like uh, three to five years down the road of of running something intense Uh, and you can do all of that while maintaining good health you can actually get more results and that's kind of the flip side of it is that um you can do the better, faster, stronger without killing yourself um, slowly. Uh, you, you can do it. Uh, you can get away with it um, if you know what you're doing. And actually, you get more done. It's just like with sleep. Like if you if you don't sleep, maybe you get a few hours in, but the, the hours that are on the table, those are less effective. Your brain is not working optimally. Anxiety. Uh, you are making mistakes if you if you just let yourself relax let yourself sleep the day looks completely different you probably get 10 times more done in one hour than normally takes you 10 hours so that's the kind of the thing is that you have to find balance you find have to find equilibrium you have to find um the ebb and flow of being a human being that you have to just like discharge occasionally just to be able to charge again just like you're running a marathon you're not just going from one competition to another you take a good you know recovery uh, period in between so that you're able to do that but unfortunately most people they just go through their weeks like uh, pushing the boundaries without applying this kind of logic and when the weekend comes along when they're supposed to get relaxation that's when they party party hard drink hard whatever and they don't get the recovery their body needs and then on monday things start again so that's kind of the you know self-sabotaging aspect of 
human behavior and health uh, issues. Um, and uh, unfortunately, that continues as long as you know something breaks down and someone tells you, hey, you have to change your behavior or you figure it out yourself. And uh, I, I hope to be able to uh, inspire people, motivate people to take action before it's too late. Well, definitely, that is one thing that you have been able to do with all your work. Um, you've got great content, the way it's delivered, the form of content, how easy it is, how easily accessible it is. It just makes people more in line and in tune with what you're saying and what your goal is, which is for everyone to be healthy, take that step. Now, tell me, how does a day in your life, life look like? we've been talking about all these you shared so many cool things with us which i've i've been going through everything in my room as soon as you were saying things that you know the standing desk the blue light blocking glasses the essential oils diffuser the tea coffee all these elixirs so i can pretty much find everything that you said right next to me apart from the infrared sauna and um yeah that is one step that i really gotta take have you experimented with the sauna blankets, infrared sauna blankets? Uh, I, ha I haven't experimented with one myself, but I mean, it's the same. Uh, uh, of course, you get it closer to your body um, uh, and uh, compared to being in infrared sauna where the panels might be a little bit further away. Uh, I'm not sure about the efficacy or effectiveness, but I, I guess you get a really good sweat doing that what i'm building right now with clear light is um is a sauna that is integrating several modalities um so a cabin that is the ultimate recovery cabin so not just using infrared but using also near infrared not just far infrared which is typical what infrared sauna does but i also use near infrared and red light for yeah yeah basically like adding a few other spectrums and, and then you could have also a daylight lamp in the morning like just to wake you up so you can use so many different frequencies of light uh, some of them to make get you sweating some of them to trigger your mitochondria to produce energy some of them to uh, to accelerate healing or stimulate the immune system some of them to help your circadian rhythm and help you wake up I'm even integrating a vitamin D lamp so that I can get vitamin D um, uh, when the sun is not available, which is often the case here in the northern part in winter times. And uh, then also using uh, air as a delivery mechanism for certain substances. Uh, you can use essential oils and so on that are stimulating uh, focus or relaxation or attention or meditation um, so I, I think a cabin like that um, can provide so much in, in in terms of different rec recovery modalities so that you get like synergistic effects from several things you can have also a nice tea or some supplements that are um, enhancing what's happening mm, uh, that is interesting yeah i mean it's like stacking things in in different mm -hmm. ways so um and of course like the traditional finnish sauna also like the the traditional like dry sauna or or um or, or like just having a stove on on top of a 
infrared, like infrared sauna and traditional Finnish sauna are, are different things. They had do different things. Both both of them make you sweat, but in different way. Uh, the other one is more likely to stimulate, like the Finnish dry sauna is more likely to activate uh, pathways related to longevity, like FOXO3, um, increase the production of heat, sho heat shock proteins, especially good when combined with cold therapy. So um, getting yourself into a cold shower or, or just like an ice bath and, and alterating between heat and cold. Um, uh, I, I feel my heart rate goes much faster, much higher with a traditional Finnish sauna. So that is, is, it's also an exercise mimetic. Mm -hmm. So it mimics some of the effects of exercise, which are improving blood sugar regulation, stimulating the immune system and the cardiovascular system specifically. While infrared sauna is good for detoxification, um, mobilizing certain lipids, um, um which is related to the detoxification effect as well not just sweating uh that you can uh take advantage of like i mean the body is storing heavy metals in uh, fat tissue and and you can mobilize those lipids uh with infrared uh, far infrared specifically for a brief moment and you can use chelators and chelating agents to trap those and remove them from your body and sweating is of course like the oldest uh, way of uh, secreting toxins from the body and uh, yeah I mean there there is so many different benefits of just like uh, pushing your body into a boundary and that's what we call hormetic stressors or hormetic effect or hormesis where the body is going through stress like heat or cold or uh, you know exposure to specific wavelengths but at the same time it has a response which is increasing resilience um, when you exercise your heart rate goes up but when you are doing it on a regular basis your resting heart rate will be lower so there is a compensatory effect and that's an example of a hormetic response so your body is compensating to exposure it's the same with immune system modulating uh, uh, plant-based uh, compounds um, that are stimulating the immune system things that are in ginger or curcumin for example mm -hmm. are toxic in large quantities to humans but in small quantities, they are actually um, stimulating. Uh, it's the same, you know, for herbs like thyme or rosemary. Actually, the oils are toxic. Uh, those are like natural protective agents of the plants against viruses, bacteria, parasites and, um, and pests. But once you um, have, have those in you know human body they they stimulate the immune system the immune system response and that makes the immune system produce more um, of those cells that are key to maintaining a good immune system response when needed and uh, those could be macrophages those could be white blood cells those could be I mean there, there's so many different mechanisms right there NK cells yeah yes correct so so in the end um, 
as humans, we are domesticated humans. We have been re, uh, we have been disconnected from our true origins of what it means to be human. We live in um, tightly controlled environments. For example, in terms of air temperature, probably in Dubai, everywhere you go, you have a humidifier. Mm -hmm. I mean, not humidifier, like air conditioner. Air conditioner. Yeah, like your car has air conditioning, your your apartment has. You're basically in a pretty narrow space of temperature alteration. Um, in terms of your exposure to bacteria, uh, viruses, etc., is is diminished uh, because of the constant cleaning of the physical environment, um, lack of true connection to nature, lack of connection to true life. Uh, I mean, it's like over time, it, there's this cleanliness hypothesis that when we when we live in environments that are um, sanitized all the time, um, our immune system is, uh, I mean, it doesn't need to be an alert all the time. Mm -hmm. So it kind of lowers the guard a little bit. And once you get exposed to, let's say, you know, some pathogenic species or let's say a mold that takes over your house and it doesn't have any competition of other bacteria and molds and I mean if you go to the forest you have hundreds of different molds going on everywhere like no single one dominates but in a physical environment which is constantly cleaned you, you develop these kind of super organisms that just take over and, and they can wreak havoc in your in your system if you're not used to than not used to dealing with pathogens. So um, it, it's a good idea to, you know, spend a little time in dirt, um, expose yourself to nature. That's what we know from aboriginals. And when we study their gut bacteria, diversity is much greater than of domesticated humans. So rewilding yourself, reconnecting to the wild environment, in different ways. I mean, you could. I mean, you can kind of hack your environment there, and you can use um, a probiotic for your home. So there are agents that you can just spray around, kind of restore some bacterial ecosystem in your home. Um, you can do that on your skin. So probiotic creams. Or get a dog. Um, what did you say? Uh, or get a pet because. I said, um, or get a yeah. pet, because research also shows that people living in uh, environments with pets, which bring in, which go into the mud, bring in some of the bacteria from inside, they live on an average longer than people with living in apartments with no access to any pets. Yeah, absolutely any... correct. Yeah, yeah, definitely like our lack of connection to uh, other creatures is, is also diminishing our ability to deal with environmental factors so yeah I and mean, there's so many things that you can definitely do to um, to optimize that mm -hmm. that invisible landscape that is uh, yeah. critical for uh, optimal health and that could be a whole set of podcasts because then you're talking about air water EMF so many things but I'm so happy that you gave the audience so many tips, tricks, hacks, you shared your own things. And that 
for ladies and gentlemen who are listening is a big win-win so if you're watching this on video you've seen all the tech already if you're not watching it on video then take some time to imagine and put in your imaginary hats and see how biohacking or things what Timu's mentioned in this podcast look like now if you were to go back let's say to your 20 or 30 year old self if you had a time machine right let's let's hope we have one one day what would be that one piece of advice that you would want to give your younger self ah well life is a constant process of waking up from a dream in a way you you have your hands and feet which are an extension of your your brain nervous system there's a lot of nerve endings in your fingertips that helps you to navigate and figure out if, if what you're touching or experiencing is dangerous or if it's food or if it's safe. And uh, I mean, through life, we learn things uh, and we become more woke. Like we, we, we start to understand more complex things and factors in our environment and what we put in our mouths and what we do. Uh, and this constant accelerating learning is key for um, for the process of waking up, and, but, but also for living a more uh, sustainable life over time to become wiser. So when I was younger, I mean, I've been always curious uh, and, uh, and so on, but I learned the hard way that uh, you shouldn't just focus on external factors like learning skills or doing things um, like that are external to you. Like when I was in my working life doing all these startups, I was interested in organizing things and time uh, uh, management, whatever. But in the end, um, if you're not taking care of your internal environment, um, things will be out of sync and eventually uh, the environment is going to get you. So I think it's important to look inwards, learn things like reading techniques, meditation, and, and of course, like be conscious about what you eat and, and uh, how you kind of use energy from your environment to that includes food uh, to support what you want to do in a sustainable manner. And uh, yeah, I mean, that that's probably some advice I would like to give. The way of living um, is not really teached uh, that effectively. Like, if I had the biker's handbook when I was 16, I would probably be better off. Um, these kind of things were not really touched in, in, in today's schooling system, which is mainly focused on external things. Um, so, so yeah, that's, that's kind of like what I would pay attention to with my kids, at least like, Hey, take care of your nervous system, man. Yeah. Nervous system is a big deal because we see everyone who's walking around these days with so much of trauma, anxiety, fear, nervousness. So if they learn how to control all of this with any things like you mentioned, like cold exposure or breath work, things will look much better for our future. 
And um, Timu, thank you so much for all the work that you've done. Your content is great. Like I mentioned, you have a great personality. The shows that you put up is amazing. And I hope to see you in the next one. For now, if someone wants to get in touch with you or reach you out, what's the best way to get in touch with you? Yeah, I mean, uh, check out biohackingbook.com. Uh, and biohackersummit.com you can also find these on social media on Instagram for example biohackingbook and uh, biohackersummit and that's where we are putting out a lot of information and on YouTube you can find the biohackersummit YouTube channel we've been pushing out uh, almost every day new video content now now this year uh, there's a lot of lectures from our previous conferences and and bits and pieces um so i would recommend taking a look at that and uh, yeah get the biker's handbook if you want to get started many people tell me it's it's kind of one of the fundamental like uh handbooks of uh in the field of biohacking there's more advanced stuff that goes deeper into specific intricate details but this one is giving you the uh, the map of the territory that you're navigating your your sleep your exercise your body or your mind um and and uh yeah we have a sequel coming which is called the resilient being which we are um um, in that book we are looking to build resilience from a level of a single cell up to the level of the whole organism and uh, i think resilience is a key component especially now in times of turmoil times of uncertainty times of you know invisible enemies lurking in whatever surfaces and um you know even other people become danger dangerous to be around with in a way so if you want to live in harmony like you have to learn to be resilient um it's tough to kill in a way uh mm-hmm or in tune with your nature and with the nature around you. So that's that's kind of the book that, I, that we are writing right now. When is it coming out? I mean, these things are like, you know, some great games or movies. It's done when it's done, you know, mm-hmm. we, we don't okay. want to compromise anything, uh, mm-hmm. but definitely it's still probably going to take at least at least a year. Um, so probably 2022. All right, perfect. We will be looking out for that one. And for those of you who are listening, I have the Biohackers Handbook and I have got to learn so much. And one of the great things I like about it is that unlike if you read other books on biohacking, fitness, wellness, they are kind of boring because they don't have illustrations. They don't have different colors. They don't go through it in a systematic approach. It's basically someone telling them about their life and how they optimize it which some people might find interesting, but honestly, to me, it gets boring after a while. The Biohackers Handbook is different in a way because it doesn't tell you a personal story, but it's very objective, it's very systematized, it's where it takes you on a journey where you complete one thing to the other, and then what you learn from the previous chapters can be applied to the next one, and it's beautiful. So I would recommend everyone have your hands on it and if you have like a coffee table it looks pretty cool on that as well because it's nice and big and every, everyone will just ask you about it 
And Timu, thank you so much for all the work you've done. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you for biohacking and making it accessible for all of us. And this is me, CJ, signing out from the Shift with CJ podcast. Everyone have an energetic week in front of you. My pleasure. Enjoy. See you, brother. Your time and presence with us through this podcast is highly appreciated. If you want to learn more, then head over to our website, www.shiftwithcj.com.